Hello, 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 hello. No, not like that. That's how we're doing it for this one for now. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, hello. <laughs> well, we forgot to mention how Bert had the second worst accent ever. Damn it. <laughs> this is not Disney podcast anymore. This, this is the Delve. Where we look, we look at sci-fi films that are considered to be good or important. Maybe both. Sometimes I think you're pretty loose with that. I have to see the list, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, when I find a list that I, and I think I haven't seen on it, I generally add them. Or things that I think should be you know, discussed. Fair enough. But in any case, this week's movie is Sunshine. 2007, directed by Danny Boyle. And starring, amongst other people, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. And, and Murphy. Murphy. And, his, and his piercing blue eyes. And his piercing blue eyes. His piercing blue eyes. And this movie was added to the list for us by Jess, who thought it was brilliant. I Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this film. I really like this film. Uh, would you do the honors, then? Uh, the, the plot? Yes. Uh, the plot is, uh, it's actually fairly simple this time around. Um, a group of, it's 50 years in the future, 50, 60 years, actually, I think. Nope, it's 2057, so it is, in fact... Less than 50, but at the time it was 50 years exactly. Okay. It's supposed to be a a rolling 50 years in the future at this point. Yeah, so anyway, approximately 50 years in the future, the sun is dying, and a group of scientists is uh, embarking on a mission to detonate a bomb in the, on the surface of the sun to reignite it or the second mission yeah the second mission this the is the second mission. mission i was getting to that has, i was, has I was has getting to that. sorry but uh the uh the group of scientists is this is the second mm-hmm. expedition to uh, uh embark on this mission to reignite the sun or create it's, a sun within a sun. Yeah, the, the, the science is very vague. The science isn't really the point of the film, but no. um, it's kind of like 2001 in a lot of ways, where the plot is very simple, but the film does a lot of other things that are pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, I, and this this team of scientists embarks on this mission to basically detonate a bomb on the sun to save humanity. That's about it. That's that, that, that's, that, that's the ba- the, that's the basic the plot, gist of the plot. But I was joking, you know. I'd love to see you know. 20 different directors do a series of short films each with that same plot and see them all be making very oh, different I, films. I can see that. Like a Michael Bay version or a David Lynch version. Oh, Definitely. interesting. Because one of the things that I liked about this this film is, uh, as we'll discuss, I'm sure, to very exhausting degree, it does homage Alien, but I like the fact that it is a science fiction shall we say, suspense? It's definitely a suspense, and I'd say a psychological definitely. thriller. Thriller, definitely. Thriller, horror film. I thought mm-hmm. the roles were perfect. It, it continually amazes me how well Chris Evans does at any number of different types of personalities. In this case being the very logical, black and white, militaristic I, man. I loved him in this film. He I, was great. I yes. don't think I would have ever suspected I would really enjoy Chris Evans. Like, I don't think I I would have thought of him as somebody, as an actor with, like, range and, like, talent. But, you know, I say that. Oh, you know, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Like, I, I think of him kind of in that Johnny role. Storm. Johnny Storm. Johnny Blaze is Nicholas Cage. Yes. But, um, but yeah, he's actually, he actually has proven himself to be a much better actor than that, so. And in this movie, I think that he represents your average person. I really do. Because at the end of the day, he's the guy who says... No, we can't do that. That's stupid. The entirety of human civilization is depending on us completing this job. Stop. He's the genre savvy guy. You know, if, if you just use a comedy, he's sure. the guy who says, "No, no, no, no. Let's not go off mission. That's how we. That's how Don't we all say die." Don't say I won't be right back. Yeah. Let's not split up. <laughs> yeah. That's that's his role. 
Although I will say, apparently Killian Murphy did uh, very exhaustive research to try and play the, shall we say, average astrophysicist. Well, he is playing Brian Cox. Like, end of the day, if you go online and look up a video of Brian Cox lecture, that is who he's playing. He's not, like, because, yeah, he did, he did get personal. Like, all the cast was required to have astrophysics lectures yeah, for from, Brian Cox. Brian Cox yeah. But, like, he himself got private lessons, and he went to... He went, to CERN, he went to CERN to yeah. look at the super collider. And to, like, just basically pay attention to all the scientists there and start getting mannerisms down. And so. Well, see, you don't get the mannerisms down of any particular, you know, no, but like, as a group, but he's a down Brian Cox and to I, a T. And I do think that he probably, did, like, I do think there are some mannerisms that are shared that he might have gotten. Probably some, but, like, when you look at Brian Cox, it's like, oh, he's, like, my, one of my first thoughts was, oh, he's playing Brian Cox. And Before one, I did any background research, I was like, that's my first thought of looking at him. And one of my favorite things about it, like, in doing the background research, was discovering that Brian Cox, you know, he did guide a lot of the science and everything, and at the end of the day, he's just like, yeah, some of the science is wrong. They needed it for the story and for the script. Deal with it. So having a scientist go there and say, it's as accurate as we felt we could make it, live with it. I, I think... <laughs> I think this film probably approaches a, a good level of like scientific realism and dramatic science. You know, you're, yeah. you're, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's a movie, and you're you are going to have to take some liberties with science because number one, the, the majority of your audience is not going to understand or know when something is wrong. Well, the the science they're going with is is a very advanced particle physics that's hard to understand unless you are a particle physicist. Right. So, I suspect that some of it, and I'm sure you will tell me if I'm wrong, but some of it is just stuff that we really don't know. Like, even they were like, "Uh, we're not sure if it's going to work or not. The the way the sun is dying is that it's been infected with cue ball, which is this... Which, uh, from what I understand, is implausible just because of the some yeah, like the mass of the sun. I mean, but you had to have well, with, a with, reason. With sci-fi films, you know, you get like one one lie, and you can you know kind of go from there. And if you work within your one lie, you're okay. Yeah, the, but they more or less do. Yeah, the, the, the science in this film isn't so blatantly, glaringly bad or wrong that it really takes you out of the film. Like some some sci some sci-fi films do that, where the science is just so bad, so wrong, you're just like, I can't get behind this but this at least kind of approaches something believable I, I guess one of my favorite like things is that this is the the villain is very esoteric it's it's the villain is all different kinds of elements the villain is the elements themselves the villain is their own human error and frailty the villain is religion and yeah. fanaticism I, I would say in the, in the context yeah yeah like there's so many ways like I love the fact that I think like in I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it too much, but I think, like, the main guy at the end who's, who's like, you know, from the other ship or whatever and running around slashing people, he's responsible for, I guess, technically he's responsible for everyone's death after he breaks the airlock up, but he really didn't kill anyone. He killed one person. And everyone else is dying from, like, you know, Chris Evans is trying to get the computer working again. It's the like others are trying to yeah. argue with Chris Evans is dying because he... Ha- yeah, well, I sabotaged. At the end of the day, the computer. Everyone died because of that captain. Yeah, everyone because he, you know, he was his first crew died. He like he allowed the distress signal to start coming off. So like them altering course is because of him. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them dying is because he separated the airlock. Like so like if you if you take that out of the equation though, a lot of them are dying because of their environment and because of their own frailties. To me, that makes it a brilliant space 
thriller because that's like the huge danger is just that you are surrounded completely by this hostile environment mm-hmm. and that's what you have to deal with and mistakes are going to happen to assume otherwise is just not like you're not not intelligent it's going to happen yeah i i think one of the the things uh, one, one great scene is the scene where um trey it realizes the mistake that he's made oh right 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 yeah and 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 the cost and he just and he just keeps saying I just, for- I forgot. I'm, I'm human. I forgot. Well, I love how that compounds. Like, he starts having a panic attack then, and as each new problem results from the original problem, he just gets more and more bleak. Yeah. Until finally they just have to, like, okay, and the character of Trey will not be playing played anymore. He'll be unconscious. Yeah. They, they have to sedate him. Yeah. So, it, it, it's really interesting, and it, it really forces you, like, even without, it, the, the movie doesn't get so supernatural at all no until no. the very very end and even then it's it's kind of vaguely and it, not like blatantly supernatural i, I disagree completely but I don't it's, think it's it ever not hits supernatural it's sort of they're interpreting what's happening to them as supernatural it's their own beliefs but it's exactly it's the characters who have imposed a supernatural explanation on what is going on to them you don't think there's anything supernatural no. about no i think i think what's his, what's his name from the other ship no i think he's been burned and i think he is so mentally unstable. See, that was my problem. My huge problem with the movie isn't anything with science or anything. I do not like the way they chose to portray that. Like, them blurring it mm-hmm. and doing that so that we can't get a good look at the captain. Yeah, I don't know why. There was a lot of weird camera I, shit going on with I him. I think it was a bad call because no one really knows what was going on. Some people are like, oh, the gravity's weird. Some people are doing this. But at the end of the day, it's just like they're doing it, I think, to keep it keep him hidden which is very alien-esque you know you're not ever supposed to see it but like it just didn't make much sense to me and i didn't like it i would have preferred to just see the character see it or like do it with the normal like shadow elements not because they just kind of like blurred the camera it wasn't and it, to the point where my tv was actually having a lot of trouble like rendering the images at certain points it's just like it should not be that messed up that you can't watch it. Yeah. That was the only problem I had. I felt they chose a bad rate. And from what I understand, a uh, bad film procedure. And from what I understand, a lot of people have that problem. No, I, I think that... And th- apparently, well, sorry, but apparently it leads some people, like, like it gives them the indication that this might be a supernatural villain or something, when I don't think he is at all. See, there's no indication to me that like, this, like, if it was supernatural, that would sort of take the film out of its own element. Exactly. This is a... This is a this uh, is a raw science deep science film. sci-fi. Absolutely. Yeah, so okay. it's, it's to me. I mean, I, there, there are three films of this that they say that this takes elements from. So two thousand one, A Space Odyssey. Yes, Solaris. Similar creative Solaris, but which no. I haven't seen, but I need to. And Alien. Mm-hmm. And this definitely has that feel like the way the science is, the way the crew is, has a feel of both Alien and mm-hmm. two thousand one. The two thousand one, like this is a deeply scientific world. They're on a scientific mission. Whereas they take things out of the horror elements and the crew interaction out of Alien. I mean, to the point where when I see about the table in that first scene. That is like, oh, this is straight out of Alien. They're on the Nostromo. And it's been, and it's, that, that's been homage and a great mini film. Uh, wasn't that like Journey to Mars or whatever? They did, like, I forget which one that is, but where they're going to Mars and they find the ancient civilization and blah, blah, blah. Possibly. But in any case, I think that a lot of deep space, like that are trying to treat it accurately movies, not space fantasy, mm-hmm. but space science fiction, mm-hmm. do pull from they that. They pull from Alien, they pull from, I mean, those are sort of, you know, the big quarters of the, of the hard science. Even, even, even Firefly, like, they, they love themselves a good, like, 
crew dinner scene and stuff yeah. like that. So, but yeah, but I I found it brilliant. Only problem I had was like the last half hour when he's running around and they're doing that effect. They could have done it in so many different ways that I would have enjoyed more. But I think it pulls away from the focus of the movie. Yeah, I I don't I wouldn't say I dislike it, but I'm not really sure what the motivation was behind I, using that effect. I'd love to I'd love to have an interview with this guy. Yeah, like, like, what it, were you thinking? What was going on? Yeah. Why the fuck did you do this? Well, I'm not even angry. Just I want to know why he felt this was the right way to go. I mean, I, to, to me again, that thing almost goes too alien to me. Like that's where it could have done its own thing a little more there. On the other side, I liked I liked the formulaic nature of some parts of it. Like I was just waiting at the end when you're like seeing Planet Earth. I was just waiting. I thought they'd do a voiceover of his last message, of Kelly Murphy's last message, but instead they'd do, like, the actual transmission. But that formula was was brilliant. But, like, that particular area where they're trying to, I guess, break homage and just go full throttle into something didn't work for me. But so many other parts did work. Especially, I just, I love the idea that they, like, usually they have in space movies where someone's going to die in transits because of something that went wrong. Yeah. It's so realistic to me, that idea, like, yes, you're going to lose some folk because you're in outer space and mm-hmm. we're humans and that's going to happen. Although we've never actually lost someone in outer space, but... No, we haven't. But we've never been past the moon. No. <laughs> so, you know, the odds are with us. I, I have faith in our engineers and scientists that will be able to make a well transition that, you know, will keep everybody alive through the mission. I think nothing's perfect. I mean, if, the, if we were capable of doing that, there'd never be an airline crash. Eventually, there's going to be accidents happening, and that's the most hostile environment imaginable to, in my mind. So, I'm looking at a lot of, at some of the comments on IMDb, and not like IMDb is like the, the liter- literary, like, like the the bastion of intelligent conversation, but sure. a lot of Wait, people a, a lot of people find I think she said it was not. Uh-oh. I said it was not. Uh-oh. I thought you were or honest there. Um, but a lot of people are wondering why the characters are so stupid. Did you find the characters to be stupid? No, no. I didn't either. I like I, in some ways I understand it. Like for instance, the second in command who becomes the captain. In a way, I could see where an audience member would find him stupid once they get stranded on the other Penny, ship. Penny? I forget what his name is, but, like, he's the communications Harvey? officer. Harvey. Harvey. Harvey, yeah. Harvey, yeah. But it's not stupidity. It's pure and utter terror. It's it's fear and... Right. And like, he's just like, he can't go. I want to go. I don't want to die. Yeah. Even knowing. Like, that was the irony of the whole situation, is that if he was thinking about it rationally, he would understand that he's not going... At that point, they knew they weren't going to live from the mission. No. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. Were, they weren't... They were going to get the payload there... And they were going to die. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is, I found, like, well-written. Because you're just, you're just not going to stop, if you're that kind of person, in your terror, to think logically about the whole situation. And he was, like, probably the least one of the lower tier in terms of scientific knowledge among them. Mm-hmm. Like, you notice Killian Murphy throughout the whole thing, who was the person, like, the Brian Cox analog, who, like, understood the science, knew exactly what was going on. He's just like, I have a feeling... That in his mind, he went, there's almost no chance we're going to survive this mission. I'm okay with that. This is we, this is what we signed up for. Well, do you mean from the beginning? Or when they like leave Earth? or I suspect for when they left Earth, he dealt the odds in his head. And he went, eh, we don't have a lot of chance. You, I mean, this is 50 years from now. The sun's still going to be a huge trip. Yeah. I mean, and I know you're saying, like, I have faith that our engineers and our, our scientists are going to develop the safest things possible. But we don't know everything. And there's such a thing as not even... There's human error, as this movie shows us, which 
resulted in most of the problem. And I think that human error... From the beginning, yeah. But, like, you can write that into happening. I mean, human error is going to happen. Like, I don't know why they had a ship out there in the first place. I think that was, a, that was the first mistake they made and sent people to do this mission. When just I, launching a bomb from Earth. Well, I believe the people with the were the backup. Like, Killian Murphy, they admitted himself. They are like, well, he's the backup. The computer is supposed to, to get this done. And if the computer can't get it done, then we have the scientist who knows how to do it. And really, it seemed like the rest of the people were there to make sure the scientist got it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I do kind of agree with you, except for the fact that the only reason I can justify sending people is because apparently there was only enough fissionable Earth material on to Earth make the second bomb. to make two bombs. Yeah. Two chances. And if you fucked up the first chance... Which they had. Which they had with humans, but even if you just launched it and you missed or something, do you really? Would you really take your second shot and just be like, "Oh, we don't miss this time"? But see, I, I don't see why they sent humans the first time and it fucked up. Why would they make the same mistake again? Well, I think. Uh, well, that's why I agree with like you noticed that at very Hal-esque moments, there were times where the computer was just like, I'm not, no, no, not no, going to no, do no. that. We're just going to finish the mission. Yeah, like, we're, 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 we're rearranging the shield. And they're like, no, no, you can't. And she's just like, yeah, we're going to rearrange the shield. I mean, I guess the, there were things that the humans could do that the computer could not do. Like, the computer couldn't repair... Like, like, couldn't repair itself, yeah, basically. True. I mean, the not that the computer could repair itself, but, like, there were repairs to the shit that needed to be made at some point. Granted, the damage came from human error. And, like, would that have happened if there were no people on the ship? Would have just gone? But I think it's that unknown. Well, I also want to look at the point where they, ten days or a month, maybe? I forget how long it was early. Well, they dropped out of communication mm-hmm. range. Like, it's considerably early. And that kind of thing where they're like, well, we thought it was going to be here, but it's here. Yeah. is the kind of thing where you're like, well, maybe you should have humans on board to be able to think around things that you weren't expecting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not an astrophysicist. I'm not a physicist of any kind. I don't know if a bomb would go that far, like, by itself. It, well, would, just, I mean, it would just keep going, or if it needs... Well, inertia's just inertia, right? Yeah, I mean, we sent out the Voyager probe to hit yeah. every planet on the, in the outer planets. Hmm. So, sort of that argument doesn't hold much water, as far as that it wouldn't get there. Except that, you know, humanity's salvation isn't, you know... As far as I know, dependent on the Voyager probes. No. And if I, if it is, and I don't know it, don't tell me. <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to know that. Well, you know, when the aliens find us, we put that map on those probes. And come and kill us? Yeah, or come and bring peace. Because if you've got FTL technology, you probably have mastered peace on your planet. We'll see. <laughs> If there's one thing fiction has taught me, it's nuh-uh. I'm, I'm going with the Carl Sagan approach to alien, alien intelligence. I'm going with the human approach, which is we will always find a way to make problems anywhere. And why <laughs> would we be the only ones in the galaxy to do that? By the time we're able to leave, we'll have solved our problems. But no, I, I see your point of view when I argue humanity's only two chances. I, I, that also, it makes it, I mean, you should say, I thought like they should have said one without, but the first one should not have had a crew. The first one should have just been, you know, a computerized bomb. And then you couple the second one with, like, what? Well, if there was only one guy on there, then you've just got 2001. Yeah. So let's. So you need the crew need the to crew tell to... the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you do that for the good stories. And no that's... one's going to be amused by a bunch of scientists sitting in a room looking at computer screens about where this bomb is headed. Now, what would have really been amusing is if they were on Earth and no one told them, like, or the moon. Yeah, this was all for, like, a, like it was a training program. program? No, not even a training program. They were really, like... A la Ender's Game. They were really doing it, but they needed, they wanted them to, you know, to react as well as they could react and try their best human possible, so they just didn't tell them. But they're like, well, we're not going to send you to the sun. I mean, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist! 
Come on, if this, the, was, this was directed ending, by Danny Boyle, not M. Night Shyamalan. If that was the ending, I would have actually, I would, I would hate this film. Because <laughs> that would just ruin everything. <laughs> but, in any case, um, I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the thriller aspects. I didn't enjoy the end, but I enjoyed everything leading up to that. And I even enjoyed parts of it within there. I really, I thought that not all the actors were up to snuff, but a lot of the major roles were done really well. Who, who did you find out up to snuff? I felt the, the female roles were really weak and not as good as they could have been. And I don't know if that's the writing or the actresses or both. Hmm. Um, and then um, Trey was a little, like, he did good at certain points, but I didn't find him that great of an actor. But Kelly Murphy, Chris Evans, I don't know who the captain was, Whoever the captain, the psychologist. Yeah. Those four were just really great well, they, roles. They carry, whatever scene they were in, they carry. Absolutely. Um, I guess one last thing I think we have talked about is the design aesthetic. And like like a lot of any any good space sci-fi film has has a distinct visual look. How, how do we how do we feel about the way I, this film looks? I enjoyed it as realistic. Um, I liked the idea that the sun was kind of um, looked on as God and the devil to a lot of people. You know, it was it was. This horrible thing that could have destroyed you, but we're going towards it to make it happen again so that everyone else can live. And like they, they played on that and all the kinds of light and the way it worked. Um, I liked the design of the ship. To me, that felt really, really realistic. No, not a scientist, don't know, but it seems. I'm not an engineer. Um, I, I, I like that it, even though, you know, despite being, you know, 50 years in the future, it looked too much like future. Some movies set not that far in the future look way more futuristic than they should. You know, this look, there's nothing very, like, like overly futuristic about it. You know, the technology doesn't seem far off. Like, at the end of the film, we see Killian um, Murphy's uh, Kappa's sister with a transmission. Yeah. She has some kind of, like, handheld device. And it's not so far-fetched that, you but, know, she would have some kind of with, with Earth high tech. I've got a computer in my hand right now mm-hmm. that on my cell phone. 50 years ago, this, you know, would get us to the moon and back 10 times over. It wasn't as, um, the spaceship wasn't as crowded it, as it, I thought yeah. it should be. Yeah, it would have been interesting to, because a, a lot of times these kind this kind of psychological space thrillers, they have a very, yeah, there's a lot of claustrophobia. You see that with, like, There, there were some the elements of it, because the way they actually designed the spacesuits mm-hmm. were kind of were designed to be claustrophobic for the actors. That's, that's true, that's true. There is some they claustrophobia. They had a very thin line sure. they could see out of, where opposed yeah. to your usual mm-hmm. full, full mask. mask or full screen. He also he apparently took the cast, or the yeah, the cast to a nuclear submarine and toured them around to give them an idea of the Krampman. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that almost disappointed me because that didn't carry over to the movie. It felt more open. It, it felt too open for a, a spaceship. I mean, when you're building a spaceship, even I've I've never been in the ISS, but I, I I'm almost certain it's not spacious or comfortable. Some of the um, some of the designs in terms of technology and accurateness was kind of impressive. Like I loved the idea that their computer core. Need to be in super cool liquid. Need to be cool, yeah, cool console. That and was, once it was out, the whole thing shut down. Which I am sure is what will probably be happening fifty years. Because I mean, if you think you've got seven years to design this, or we'll say seventeen years to design thing, ten years to design the first one, mm-hmm. then you know to refine the seventh second time over. Did they ever go through how long they had been on the mission? No, but it can't be that long. Only a few months, I guess. So obviously, our speed has increased. Like mm. our interstellar transit speed has increased because it's a pretty far trip. It is, but I don't think it's as... You know what I really loved design-wise? I loved Mercury. When I watched it with them, I was I was as wowed watching it as they were portraying being wowed. Even though, you know, knowing it's false and everything, just thinking, wow, these people are passing past Mercury. Ooh, there's its moon. And, and then going around the other side where it is just like barren as the moon. <laughs> and I, I thought they portrayed that really well. I loved um, 
some of these characters. Apparently there's a lot more detail about the characters in the script than there is in the film. Like, you're getting through, like, some of their backgrounds. Like, Chris Evans is apparently from a military family, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why he's so black and white. This is the job. We do the job. Yeah. I can can see that. Uh, There's just a lot of that kind of idea. The the psychiatrist's name eludes me, but, like, apparently he was designed almost as a mere captain, where, like, that captain from the first ship was willing to sacrifice the planet for his beliefs, mm-hmm. whereas the psychologist was willing to sacrifice his beliefs about, like, what the sun could be and what it might mean for religious reasons mm-hmm. for the planet. Like, I liked a lot of that. The designs were just beautiful. I loved the sun aspect. Here, Here's a question. Did, yeah. did the kind of commentary or, or plot line about religion, did you, did that, like, put you off the film? Did you, did you feel like it came out of nowhere? Or did you think that it really added another depth to the film? I don't think, I don't think it film. added for me, honestly. I think it was kind of a side note to sort of the psychological... It was sort of a piece of the psychological discussion they were having. Mm-hmm. I concur. It was a part of a whole. If they would have drummed it up higher, it would have turned me off. It would have been more like Gattaca, where it's sort of this overbearing but element. But they did it just level enough where you were just... that was just another POV and a lot of people's different POVs about what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, To Kelly Murphy, Saving the Planet, and we're reigniting the sun and this is the science and this is what I believe. Psychiatrist is like, what's what is the sun? Is it some sort of like is it God? Is it where I was created? Fucking social scientist. Um that yeah, Chris Evans was just like this is our it mission. doesn't matter. This is what we have to do, otherwise everyone's gonna die. Yeah. It was just so many different points of view and that was just another point of view. Mm-hmm. And which is how I really like like honestly how I feel religion should be treated. It's a point of view and if you don't respect it, you don't respect it. But there are a lot of points of view that I, necess- I don't necessarily respect that I don't think should be discounted. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has their own right to think. Although I found it interesting that that was the point of view that went insane and started trying to murder everyone. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Several times in history books. Yeah, I-, I think you can probably find one or two instances where people use religion to murder other people. So. But, uh, yeah, so you you actually like this film. I, I enjoy a lot of elements of it. I think I'll probably have more of it on another watching. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's, there's a lot going on in this film. And I think it, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't get the full experience discovering everything the first time. You gotta kind of go through it mm-hmm. twice or three times to really get the full picture of it. I, I'm actually surprised that you liked it. I was kind of expecting you to maybe not like it very much. Um, but I'm, act- I'm actually happy that you liked I mean, it. I, I like 2000, I like a lot of things that it's built on. Mm-hmm. And it, the, pro- the problem I have there more that it comes, it, it holds too much, or it takes too much from those. Yeah. So that like, for like, like I know you've ever seen Alien. Right. But a lot of the way, like the, like the last half hour is very much the last half hour of that film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm really glad you liked it. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. I loved it. I was glad to see it. It's one that I probably would never have watched on my own. Yeah. But now that I've watched it, I really enjoy that I watched it. It seemed like a film you'd like. Like, I, I was, I'm, like, looking at it now, I'm surprised you hadn't seen it before. I don't necessarily... I, I don't think it was that, like, super popular. I like, don't remember it coming out. It, it's kind of, I feel like it, it's... Apparently, it, the ad campaign for it was terrible. Like, it had a, the ad campaign it portrayed it as a, like, adventure, like, the last, it really looked more at the last part. It ever has the last third of the film, not the first two-thirds of the film. It makes me want to find more space thriller suspense, um, if it's out there. Have you have you seen Event Horizon? I saw it when it came out in the theater, and I was not impressed by it. Maybe my may, maybe I would have a different opinion now, but I didn't like it then. It, I, I believe I coined it as the worst movie ever. Oh, wow! That's that's, that's harsh criticism. Yeah, wow. Um, I'd be willing to try it again. 
but yeah, I, I think Sunshine and is better than Event Horizon, uh, which I guess you would say, hopefully, if you found Event I Horizon agree. so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like it, it's kind of again similar in that like. Yeah, I want to say I've seen Solaris, but I don't remember seeing it at all. There are two different Solaris films. There's a 1972, which is this one takes from Soviet film, which is on the Dell list. Okay, and it's like a three-hour Soviet film. So oh, good. we all have fun. We'll see. We shall sit down one day and just you know poke each other when we start falling asleep. Mystery Science Theater 3000 again. Yeah. Just poke each other when we fall. One of us falls asleep. But yeah, I, I too enjoy that kind of claustrophobic. No, I, I kind of want to go watch Alien space again now. Film. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a genre I like, but I, I like this one a lot too because it's not. I like that it doesn't play a lot. Like again, little to no sci-fi or uh, excuse me, sorry, supernatural yeah. elements. You know, there's it's, there's no alien that gets aboard and kind of. No, it's it's even it's yeah. humans in your environment. Yeah. I mean, I would like this sort of like a film that's a very recent film, like 07, and we don't see that many like space sci-fi films anymore. We don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last one we had was not looked upon favorably, which was just another one in the Alien franchise, Prometheus. Yeah. And I never made it through the whole thing. I just kind of like, it didn't grab me enough to really stick with it. Nice. And that was more supernatural, where this is just pure that, science. That was like supernatural where Alien was extraterrestrial. Yeah, and I don't mind extraterrestrial, but I really like this. This is a different kind of, you know, this is tonally, or like, I'd say thematic. No, not thematically, but the sci-fi is most, like, as far as the science level, I would say it's just one. Mm-hmm. Where it is, you know, relatively near future, technology hasn't advanced beyond our trajectory where we're going. We're, say, we're on, like, on a clear mission. I mean, it's something that I could, like, it would take us longer. But, like, you know, if we knew, like, if we if our scientists had calculated in, you know, 60 years, the sun's going to go out. It's something I could have seen us go, okay, we've got 10 years to get something over there and fix this. Can we fix it? Let's do this. Yeah. I could see us working towards that goal now. If, if we know, if we knew the sun would well I think this is one of the like, random occurrences of, of particle physics that like we do know when the sun will go nova you know plus or minus a million or so you know few million years also minus any extraneous circumstances yeah, like which this here. is, this is yeah. you know this isn't the sun going nova which is I didn't I never caught that part I mean this is like sometimes I, I watch movies and I. I don't completely pay attention, but I, I this one grabbed me and I paid attention and I never caught the, the only, part. The where only they said, I know that is because I've, I've I read up a lot on it. I think yeah. I missed that part. I read too, but... I read the article yeah. and like a cue ball came through and I'm like, okay, well that makes sense, but they never said any of that. Never said this is. I mean, they don't even say the year that this takes place in the film itself. I was glad about that. So I mean, to me, if I was to, if I didn't look up anything, I would say something like maybe 200 years in the future. Really, I would have gone like 2030, 2040. Okay, like it didn't. It just didn't seem that far advanced. 2030. Is to build that kind of bomb is is much more advanced than it's it's much more advanced, but at the same time, like we can advance pretty quickly when we need to. Right, the, I, I believe the the '60s proved that really yes. hard, very hardly. <laughs> I believe that the, the morally Apollo program, and I, I could see like if we were like, okay, the sun is going to like now go dark in 2063. That's how long we have. I have no doubt that we we, we would try solve something. that problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, in the movie, they even say like they're not sure it's gonna work but it seems like they're they're trying because they have no other choice well, yeah, that was their best guess yeah yeah and i love like you know what was a really good effect that you didn't really notice until it happened was on the planet at the end when you figured out it worked you know she's out there with her kids and it looks like a nice bright day and they're just you know doing whatever and then at the end it gets infinitely brighter and you're like oh that's daytime but it snuck up on you like when they showed it to you it's like okay it's daytime it's kind of sunny out i didn't notice 
the lack of sunlight until they were really like, well, this is what it looks like completely lit. Oh, I, I, I noticed that it was pretty dark out. It just didn't seem that dark. Okay. But I like that <laughs> effect, too. Like, And I like that idea where, like, it's, it's an indication that it may have worked. I will admit, though, that part of it went, yeah, but for how long? This is new science. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's like, okay, well, now we bought ourselves ten years. You better send something else yeah. up here. How much money do you bet that they, like, sent some other spaceship with more people in the other direction? <laughs> A colony ship out? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, I, I bet like hedge your bets. <laughs> I don't think a government would do that. I but I bet that like a private company was selling like sponsored a cryo ship. Oh, I could see that. Like we're we're half there now. Where we're gonna have like that next generation con thing going on. It's Richard Branson, isn't it? Richard Branson or some other Amen. eccentric <laughs> billionaire. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump. There said, you go. <laughs> Never Donald mind. Trump's hair is. I wanted to be on the ship, but if Donald Trump's the, the, hair the, the is robot, there, the robot Donald Trump <laughs> is his head in a jar. Maybe. I, I think it's his brain, like the, the brain in a jar on, on a like a mechanical monster. All right, I'm out. I'd rather stay on the planet. Oh, well, if he's it. leaving, <laughs> look at the Simpsons at that one Halloween special. Hey, look, there's two rockets. There's no one guarding that one. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell and like every obnoxious celebrity. But no, as is not usual for me on the Delve, I give you a check of approval and thank you for exposing me to this movie. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good job. Yeah. Normally, we get to the Delve and I don't think it's been very often where I've been like, yeah, that was great. I think I've said it once before. <laughs> I'm glad you like this one. And I would like more films made that have this aesthetic. Absolutely. I want to see more hard science. Yeah. Or even over-the-top science in a spaceship. I want more spaceship films. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Well, I just... I, they're very different fantasies. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get our space fantasy. Because new Star Wars... Eh. <laughs> but, um... Maybe new Star Wars like some new Star Wars rip-offs, though. That's what I hope for. I dearly hope so. Because some of the Star Wars rip-offs are really fun. But in any case, um, it was good. And I, I highly recommend people watch it. Have we talked about it and given away some spoilers? Yes. But it's not really kind of movie where spoilers matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 the ride is definitely worth it. But, yeah, d- definitely. Although, and, don't, don't go and look for an adventure no, sci-fi film. It's this, is, this is a science fiction thriller. Yeah, psychological. Yeah. Definitely a psychological thriller. It's about the people, not about like any like major villain or anything. Yeah. But in any case, what's next on the Delve? Next up is 1984 from the year 1984. All right, so that should be easy to remember. I have to admit, I almost didn't know what sunshine it was until I read the name Killian Murphy, and I'm like, oh yeah, we were teasing about the Killian Murphy thing. That's the one I yeah. have to watch. So 1984 from 1984. It's an American-made movie. It's streaming on Netflix. That's all I can say. Okay, so we don't know who started it or anything. We I don't know where it came from. We're looking at that up right now. I think it came from no one, because you didn't mention that you... I, it probably came, okay, I, I, I think came from a it. list that I found online. That's how I do shit. I, I, think it, I think it was from a list. I think it was one of those. I think it was from a list. I don't think anyone... Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I'm familiar with the concept. Now I'm tempted to read the book to go with the movie. It wasn't a book or a novella. That's a short novel. It's a short novel. Like yeah. Pages. Yeah. It's one I've never read, so maybe I'll watch the movie first to get you should a definitely read opinion. it. You should definitely read it. It's a good book. But in any case, until until then... We're out.